0: This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode
1: 274, Sun and Fun 2021, Part 5. Welcome to a special edition of the Stuck Mike Avcast. In this episode, we have our field interviews from April 16th, 2021. We had a really good time bringing these to you, and uh, we have Two different people that did the interviews, both Bill English and myself from the field. The interviews are, uh, let's see, the start with Oxygen Systems with Scott Ashton. The next one we talk to the folks at the Seaplane Pilot Association and discover why you should become a member. And then to the Diamond Aircraft, talk about the different models of Diamond Aircraft. And then both Bill and I we did an interview with uh, Michelle Leon at Level Aviation to talk about that new Level Bomb. So let's go to the interviews, and they were done all throughout the show and also at one point during the air show, and you might be able to hear that in the background. So let's go to the interviews. Now entering cruise
0: flight.
2: This is Bill English of the Stuck Mike Avcast with Sun and Fun Radio. We're over in Hangar A right now at Sun and Fun. A beautiful day. And we are talking with Scott Ashton of Aerox Systems, uh, makers of all sorts of oxygen equipment for your airplane that gets on up there. Scott, tell us a little bit about Aerox. We've got a lot of great products looking here from uh, some pretty sophisticated uh, masks and, and uh, bottles, to even little tiny
3: emergency stuff. Aerox has been uh, in business for 40 years, and all we do is oxygen. uh, We're thrilled to be here at Sun and Fun, and we've got some great products here. Our new product is what we call the Pro 2 Plus, which is a simple, easy-to-use oxygen system uh, with a simple on-off switch, flow indicator, and a single cannula, really geared towards the pilot who occasionally goes up to altitude, doesn't need all of the um, uh, features of our uh, more full-featured portable oxygen systems or an installed oxygen system in their airplane, but wants something for occasional use to go up to altitude. Um, We've got a portable oxygen system here, which is what we call a walk-around portable with um, an Aerox diluter demand mask, which is TSO approved up to 40,000 feet, a Kevlar cylinder, and a a high-flow regulator with an on-off switch. Uh, Again, these are for uh, higher-performance aircraft or aircraft that go up to higher altitudes but need a portable oxygen system, uh, either in case of an emergency or even for cargo aircraft or uh, fire marshals that walk around the aircraft. This is a new product that we just came out with. Uh, We've got some great show specials on uh, accessories, portables, the Pro 2 Plus, and and even our walk-around system, the lighter-than-air.
2: That sounds great. So some of these really small, I've noticed this one, very small. I mean, you could almost put it in your pocket. An emergency system, sounds like
3: that would be uh, ideal for, you know, your high-performance single or small twin as a backup. That's exactly what these are for. So these are for your pressurized aircraft. It's a very small package. It's probably, what, six inches, six inches tall uh, with a pull chain uh, release. Gives you about 20 minutes of endurance with a mask to be able to get down from a uh, high altitude down to a breathable um uh, breathable altitude in the event of a decompression or a, a problem with your pressurization system. That's
2: great. What kind of uh, maintenance is required for folks who might have these in the aircraft, uh, you know, in the, in the pocket or whatever for a backup. Um, what do you have to do to keep these up?
3: Well, everything we have is all of our systems are DOT approved, all of our cylinders. So the DOT says you need to um, hydrostatic test it every five years. Our aluminum cylinders are lifetime uh, or um, unlimited life. So as long as, as long as they're in service, you can use them as long as they pass the hydrostatic test every five years. Other than that, the only other maintenance is maintaining your cannulas. You want to keep them clean and free of, of dust and dirt and then occasionally wipe them down with alcohol. But uh, again, very easy to use, easy to maintain, and um, um, really, really something that every pilot should have in their cockpit is, is an oxygen system. We've been doing safety seminars here, uh, not only at the show, but I'm a fast team rep and a CFI, so I do a lot of um, uh, safety seminars on hypoxia. And uh, you know, most pilots that we talk to who don't use oxygen systems you know, they say, well, I don't fly up at altitude, and so, you know, I don't need an oxygen system. But when you show them some data and you tell them that you can be hypoxic at altitudes as low as 8,000 feet, it really opens up their eyes to the benefits of an oxygen system. What I tell my students and what I tell pilots who, who um, you know, are interested in our systems is that flying hypoxic is flying impaired. Uh, it, it can cloud your judgment. It can cloud your, your mental faculties. And, and you know, uh, having a portable oxygen system on board you know, is, is really important for your physiology and, and your performance as a pilot. Do you have
2: any other, um, any other tips or any other products uh, to help pilots be aware of that? You, know, you talk about that hypoxia that can sneak up on you, even at low altitudes, nights, yep. things like that. Uh, what, what should pilots be looking out for?
3: Every pilot should have a pulse oximeter in their flight bag, at least one, if not, if not multiple. So we, uh, we have pulse oximeters that go on the fingertip. We have pulse oximeters that uh, work with an iPhone app where you can trend it over time. Uh, so, you know, no matter what, no matter what you do for a, for a pulse oximeter, whether it's a guardian system that's installed right in the aircraft, which is TSO approved, um, or, a, or a fingertip pulse oximeter, every pilot should have a pulse oximeter um, in their flight bag. And I think if you, if you do have one and you use it, I think you'll be amazed at how hypoxic you get at lower altitudes.
2: Yeah, great tips there from Scott Ashton, uh, ways to keep safe and uh, prevent hypoxia. Uh, we're over in Hangar A uh, with Scott from Aerox. Come by, take a look. Uh, it's pretty sophisticated stuff. Uh, where can we find you on the web or social media?
3: Uh, Aerox.com, and uh, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Scott Ashton, uh, pretty easy to find, and um, also Instagram. Very good. This
2: is Bill English of the Stuck Mike Afcast with Sun and Fun Radio. This is Bill English of the Stuck Mike Avcast with Sun and Fun Radio. We're over in Hangar C today at uh, Sun and Fun. We are at the Seaplane Pilots Association booth talking with Mark Rassi. He's the field director of Wisconsin for the SPA. Mark, tell us a little bit about the Seaplane Pilots Association. I mean, I guess most people can figure it out from the name. What, uh, What sort of things does the SPA do?
4: Well, the biggest issue that we have basically in our facet of aviation is that we want to protect and promote water flying. And this isn't just in the United States, it's globally around the world. And so our organization is primarily to do that, and we are an advocacy group that, if you will, will fight on behalf of our members and pilots that have seaplanes and, and uh, to keep that uh, protection of water and equal access to waterways across the globe. That is our main purpose. Uh, As far as our booth here at uh, Sun and Fun in uh, Hangar C, uh, obviously we're all glad to be back uh, after the pandemic year and and cancellation of last year. Uh, We've had a really good uh, turnout of people coming through the booth. We're just really glad to be here.
2: Well, that's great. And, um, you know, I'm a seaplane pilot myself, and I know, I know the joys of that. Let's uh, talk about training a little bit, what uh, people can do. Is it, is it difficult to find a place
4: to train and, uh, and get your water wings, so to speak? Well, one of the um, publications that we do have is our seaplane training guide. And in there, it shows all the flight schools across the country uh, by state where you can select where you can get your training There are multiple across each state. Florida, of course, is a very busy one because of the great weather that is here, you know, 365 days a year. You can go all the way from Alaska and up into Maine and everywhere in between to find flight schools. So I had somebody uh, come to the booth this morning, and they asked, well, you know, why would I get my rating because I'm probably not going to use it. And so I went on a little bit of a tangent to say that I have life experiences that in an example might be that I go up to Canada fishing or that I go out to Colorado hunting. And I said in the end of that week, I spend some money. You know, it might be a couple thousand dollars-ish. And in the end, you know, it's not about the fish I bring back or, you know, the steak that I bring back. I said, it's really about the experience. So by getting your seaplane rating, it's not simply the rating that you're going to get on a piece of paper that's going to be in your wallet. Yes, some people do it for that. However, I think it's more importantly to, get, to be able to get that experience. And if you get the bug, you know, then you're going to probably want to continue to um, maybe pursue other avenues of water flying. But if not, in the end you end up with an awesome experience. So I certainly recommend it. Some people call it a bucket list item. It certainly can be that, and it also can be a passion. I got my first airplane ride, which was in a seaplane, at the age of 12. And now, fast forwarding, I'm not going to tell you how many years. Fast forwarding through those years, I have a tremendous passion for water flying because of that one experience. And so, I now, yes, I am a seaplane owner, and operator, and I fly a lot. Yeah, that sounds
2: good. And, and you know, you touched on the um, uh, the experience, the bucket list, and and it's training experience too, right? Pilots were always looking for that that extra experience, that extra. Um training uh, aspect, Uh, can you talk any about that too, that could even help out a person who may never get in a seaplane again?
4: Well, absolutely. So, you know, there are um, many pilots that once they get their training, and let's say they do have a seaplane rating, now what we want is that advocacy. We want to share that experience with people. Uh, We do have people all across the country that have uh, outfits where they give just simply seaplane rides. I I certainly don't want to ever have a seat Go empty when I go flying. And I, I've flown a lot, a lot of uh, first time seaplane pilots, or, or I mean passengers. It, it's really been an awesome experience to share.
2: Yep, it, it really is. Come on by uh, Hangar C, Seaplane uh, Pilots Association, and uh, you'll be able to check out all the different items that they have uh, their magazine, they've got products here. You can take a look and see where you might be able to get seaplane training in, in your local area. And any of their other uh, advocacy that they do, um, Mark. Anything, anything else you'd like to add about the SPA's activities?
4: Well, you know, like I mentioned early, you know, in our conversation, is that the main purpose that we are here is as an association to protect and promote water flying, and we do that through our membership. It is very important that we have people that have a passion for water flying, even those that maybe only have it as a dream to maybe fly on the water. As a membership, you know, we can then use that membership dues to do our advocacy across the country. And so as you can become a a $59 member, and in that membership, that's a one-year membership. Obviously, we, as an organization, like I said, we have advocacy. We um, have a protection of seaplane access across waterways, not just here in the United States, but globally. We have an awesome, full-color water flying magazine that you'll get. We have uh, discounted insurance uh, programs. Obviously, I already mentioned the seaplane uh, training guide that's available. That's really uh, handy. One of the things that I probably would say is one of the biggest value items, especially if you are an active seaplane pilot, is our water landing director. Probably one of the biggest questions I get, other than where can I get my seaplane rating, is once I get that seaplane rating and I have my seaplane, where can I land? That's probably one of the biggest questions we get. So the short answer is there's an app for that. We as an association have created a database of waterways, and in that database it will show you open waterways, restricted waterways, or closed waterways. It also gives you destinations, resorts, restaurants, uh, flight schools, and uh, so By becoming a member, you have access to that information. And that's, again, one of our bigger values. And then we have a calendar of events all across the country. And where do you know where to go? You know, if you want to be around other seaplanes and seaplane pilots, by being a member, you can see our calendar, whether it's on our new website or in our magazine. And then, of course, we have safety seminars. I mean, one you know, we're, we're all about safety. We're standing next to our PFDs that we have here on display and for sale. We're not selling them to make them money. We're selling them because they're a safety item that we feel is necessary. You don't have to be a seaplane pilot to join, right? Absolutely not. No, and we get that question quite a bit. No, we just uh, you ha- want you to have a passion for it, you know, so. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're
2: here talking with Mark Rassi of the Seaplane Pilots Association. Mark, where do people find uh, SPA
4: online or on social media? Okay, well, uh, that would be at uh, the Seaplane Pilots Association uh, website or in uh, Hangar C at Sun and Fun. And we'd love to have you come by and stop, and uh, even if it's just to come say hi. Very
2: good. Uh, thanks to Mark Rassi, SeaplanePilots.org, uh, the Seaplane Pilots Association. This is Bill English with Stuck Mike Avcast and Sun and Fun Radio. This is Bill English of the Stuck Mike Avcast for Sun and Fun Radio, and we're out midfield at uh, Thursday of Sun and Fun, another beautiful day. We are at the Diamond Aircraft Pavilion. A couple of beautiful aircraft out here today, DA-40NG, next generation, and a twin-engine DA-62. We're talking with Anne-Marie Heichenwalder. She is the uh, aircraft sales manager for Diamond Aircraft here. Uh, Anne-Marie, tell us a little bit about these aircraft for people who are not familiar with Diamond. What have we got out here?
5: Well, you've got uh, the safest aircraft in the general aviation market uh, that are displayed here today. So we've got our single-engine DA-40NG, which is equipped with the Austro engine uh, and runs on jet fuel. It's a piston engine that is jet fuel-powered, a very efficient uh, engine out there. And then we have our DA-62, which is our flagship sort of SUV of the skies, seven-seat aircraft equipped also with two Austro engines, super efficient piston engines with uh, jet fuel Power as well.
2: So, piston engines with jet fuel power—is that difficult to operate for uh, for the average pilot? We're looking at a four-seat single, a seven-seat twin, you know, light aircraft. Uh, is this more difficult than our typical pistons?
5: Absolutely not, actually. They're, the, they're quite easy to fly the uh, diamonds out there, um, as well as all throughout our product line. You will see this. All our aircraft are FADEC controlled, so it's a single lever operation, the ones that are Austro powered. So essentially, you know, it's, it's, you pull the lever forward, you go faster, you pull it back, you go slower. Everything else is adjusted automatically, and it's a, it's a no frills, no headache flying.
2: And FADEC, that's a uh, full authority digital elect engine control is that what that stands for for our for those not not familiar with it now we're looking out here at the da 62 you said suv of the skies this does not look like an suv Let, let's talk about that 62 what uh, what kind of uh, things can you carry in that and what kind of speed and efficiency have we got
5: Yes, depending on what your power setting is, you've got uh, typical cruise speed would be around 180, 185 knots, and at that speed, you'll be burning 18 gallons an hour. In terms of load, you'll have about, with a fully equipped aircraft and a well-equipped aircraft, you'll have about 800 pounds useful load remaining. And then you have seven seats in the aircraft that you can fill up, the seven seats being an option. Standard configuration is five seats, um, but it really does have that SUV feel to it with all that space and, and room. You got?
2: Oh, yeah, a lot of room, but it, I mean, it looks fast just sitting still on the ground. And uh, we talked about the technological advancements with the, the FADEC. Uh, what about the avionics packages in here? What uh, what do they got on the panel?
5: Yeah, so uh, Diamond was actually first to market with the g 1000s as standard on our DA42 uh, many years ago. We have kept with that philosophy, so we still have the G1000 latest NXI certified on all our products. Uh, so you'll see that on the DA62 as well as on the DA40. And something else that you'll notice is the instrument panels between those two aircraft are very similar, and that is on purpose. It is so that the transition from single-engine to twin-engine aircraft is as easy as it can be, and it'll minimize the, the, the learning curve when you're switching between types.
2: Yep, easy easy curve, panels very similar. and. Uh If you haven't seen the Diamonds, they've been around. How long has Diamond now actually been here in uh, the U.S.? uh, We didn't say this before, but it's an Austrian company. Tell us a little bit about the the history of the the company and and when you first came over to the U.S.
5: Diamond has been in the U.S. since about the 90s and was founded in the early 90s in, in Austria. It's originally a company that built glider aircraft and they were non-motorized. The first uh, aircraft from Diamond was a motorized glider, and you can still see that DNA uh, on all our aircraft. They've got quite the wingspan on them. Yeah, so then we came to London, Ontario actually, so we're based uh, in Canada with our factory up there. We've been building DA20s, 40s. We have built 42s there, and are currently building 62s there as well.
2: Uh, quite a lineup, DA40. Um, that distinctive bubble canopy you can see forever. Pretty much carries into the 62 here. Uh, anything else you'd like to uh, tell the folks about the uh, the aircraft? Any other um, any other products you've got?
5: Yeah, we just brought back the uh, DA20 into production, so that was last year. Uh, sales are going really well with it, and the market seems to be happy that that aircraft is back it's it's really that quintessential reliable training aircraft uh, in the utility category so it's spinnable we don't have on display today uh, some of our newer products but uh, keep an eye out on the next show uh, on the large uh, Oshkosh show and you might see it there all right
2: very good we're talking with Anne-Marie Heichenwalder of Diamond Aircraft where do people find uh, Diamond online or on social media
5: so you can find us on, uh, online on our website, www.diamondaircraft.com, or you can find us with our Instagram handle, and at on there. Um, or you can find us on Facebook under just Diamond Aircraft Industries. All
2: right. And you can find the midfield at Sun and Fun. Uh, take a look at the DA40NG and the DA62. This is Bill English for Sun, uh, Stuck Mike Avcast and Sun and Fun Radio.
1: Hey everyone, Carl Valeri with Sun and Fun Radio right here at the Level Aviation booth with Michelle Leon. Hey, it's great to see you. I was walking by and saw this really cool t shirt, said, I got to check that out, but we're going to talk a little bit about some of your products. Welcome.
6: Awesome, thanks so much for having me, really appreciate it.
1: You know, we talked last year about your most popular product, but before we do that, we want to know a little bit something about Level Aviation. So what is it that you do?
6: So we are a family-run company located out of Oviedo, Florida, just an hour and a half east of Sun and Fun. We make wireless avionics, so our whole thing is avionics reimagined. We want to make things easy, affordable, and fun to use.
1: Easy, affordable, fun to use. I like that. So what is it that you have as far as these specific products, in other words? Before we get into the the one big one,
6: yeah. So we have you probably heard of our eye level series. So we make wireless avionics that have your ADSB in, so weather and traffic, GPS, AHARS, and then you had kind of hinted to it. Our big heavy hitter is the bomb. That's what everybody comes to our booth to see, and that also gives you your angle of attack and all of your air data as well. And it's completely wireless and self-powered.
1: So if you're listening to us on liveatc.net/snf, they can find that at Level Aviation. LevelAviation.com. So that bomb, let's talk a little bit about that since that's the big heavy hitter. What is the bomb?
6: So the bomb, it it kind of looks like a bomb, but it's B-O-M, please not to be confused with the explosive bomb. um, And basically it mounts under the wing of the plane and sends all of that data that I just mentioned to you to up to six tablets into the cockpit. Um, We have our own app that you can use to display that, and we're also compatible with iFly GPS, Wing X Pro, and ForeFlight, among just many others out there, just to name a few.
1: I know you're going to hear this all the time, but I can get that on my iPad right now. What's, what's the bomb do that's different?
6: So the bomb gives you everything that I mentioned, but it's aviation grade. We calibrate everything in-house, and it's going to really give you true angle of attack, which is something that sometimes people say, oh, we have AOA. But we are calculating the true differential air pressures from the bomb. So we're getting true air data, not just from gyros inside.
1: Interesting. How much uh, is there a price point on this?
6: Yep, so it goes for $19.95, but here at the show it's $16.75 with our show promotion and it also includes three free months of iFly GPS. How
1: about installation?
6: Installation super easy. If you have an experimental, you can do it yourself. It NORC approved, which means it can go on a certified airplane and these need to be installed by an AMP. We have three different ways to do it. One is with a strut mount, one is with a bracket, or an inspection plate mount. So very easy and very minimal installation. No wires or anything to deal with. How about noise? No noise at all. It's completely quiet, weighs less than a pound, and you never have to worry about charging it.
1: Awesome, and that's an air show that's going on out there. (laughs) They they don't use level aviation, but they should.
6: Yes, they absolutely (laughs) should. That would be awesome to see bombs on those planes.
1: Yeah, We're here at Sun and Fun right now. Where can they find you on the Sun and Fun campus?
6: Absolutely. We are in Hangar A, booth 10. Please stop by and take a picture with the bomb girls. Ananda and I are here all day and tomorrow.
1: Have, I just got my picture of the bomb, girls. That's awesome. <laughs> well, really appreciate what you do. I love the iPad. I love all the different devices that you have. The wireless communications is ex- excellent. It's fast. Yeah. It's, and also, the bomb is the bomb.
6: It is the bomb. Absolutely. That's our number one slogan. And we like to say we are the only FAA-approved bomb out there, too.
1: Uh, that's a great one. Gosh, I do. <laughs> so, again, levelaviation.com. You can find them right here. At, and they're from Florida. Yeah. Manufactured where?
6: manufactured in Oviedo. You're always welcome to come for a tour anytime. When I say we make everything in house, uh, the housings, the boards, everything is done in our factory.
1: Yeah, you got to check this out. It's lightweight. Yeah. It's not that expensive. It'll give you all the information you need. Calibrated properly. I really love this device and, and I've, I've thought about putting it on my airplane.
6: You should. I'll give you a great deal.
1: Awesome. <laughs> I know who to go to. That's levelaviation.com. Talking with Michelle Leone. Yeah. Thanks so much for speaking with us at That's Sun and Fun Radio. Anything else we need to talk about, though?
6: That's it. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it.
1: Awesome. We're right here at the Level Aviation booth here with Sun and Fun Radio. This is Carl Valerian. There go the Jets with Sun and Fun Radio. Listen to us live, atc.net slash SNF. If you're riding around the campus, of course, you can listen on 1510 AM.
0: The After Landing Checklist.
1: Well, I hope you enjoyed Sun and Fun Part 5 where we had interviews from the field, we're going to bring some more of these interviews, both from the deck, on the Sun and Fun deck, which those were live, and then also the field interviews. And don't forget, throughout the year, you can listen to Sun and Fun Radio at liveatc.net SNF. You're bound to hear us on there. Uh, I was on live. Russ Wasleski. And then Bill English, and also Bill English and Russ and I went out and did a few of those field interviews. It was really a lot of fun, so go check that out, liveatc.net slash SNF. Also, these interviews are going to be individually uploaded to snfradio.com and the chats from the deck. Those will be uh, put up there in the next few weeks, so if you want to listen to a specific interview, of course, you can download it from there. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there.
0: The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.